Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com and, of course, the venerable V. Outdoorline.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Joey Pyburn. Good morning. Matt Nelson running the board back there. And uh, we got a we got a great show, man. Springing forward. We this starting this, to get some stuff out there. There we are. Stuff to do. Absolutely. And and we got a little more uh evening daylight in which to do it now, which is uh which is super cool. The, the more the mornings just got a little bit darker, <laughs> which is fine with me. It was, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I believe it was a Native American that once said, "Only, oh, only, only the white guys would cut one end off a blanket, sew it on the other end, and call it a longer blanket." Right? You know. So, but I don't know if this is the last time we uh, we actually spring forward. You know? Yeah. Aren't we? Aren't we? Or maybe we're doing it one more time. I, I, we're I, done with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, interesting times, no question about it. We do uh, lose that. You know, I'm I'm just going to sleep in tomorrow, right? And and that'll that'll take care of that that hour. But uh, no, it, it's nice because we we've been um, you know all all winter long. I mean, it gets dark at five o'clock, and now it's at six. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. And and you actually did you actually spot a sixty degree day? I mean. Uh... Who knows with yeah. this weather, right? Yeah, that's I mean, true. It, it, yeah. The other day, it was nice, and then all of a sudden, it was hailing on me. I was out checking beaver traps, and here comes <laughs> the hail again. I'm like, geez. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the weather's going to get a little bit nicer this next week. And and you know, I I talk to everybody we know looking for a good oh, kokanee yeah. report, and I, I got a few, but uh, we need those water temps it's, to warm up a little bit, and then we're gonna we're gonna have some lake stuff that's gonna start popping, and and we have our lingcod thing going out there now. And, yeah, it opened um, up today. It yeah. opened up today, and we and we looked the the Westport charter fleet. If if they venture over the bar, today, good for them. Oh boy. I mean, it's five feet at five seconds, and that's that's like you got to really want oh, to go out you there gotta, and get your link cut. It's that's a tough one, and it's only really blown fifteen ish, right? But but there'll be some gusts out there too that'll that'll pick that up. But five feet at five seconds is like driving your boat up a flight of stairs, dude. Yeah, you know, it's that's that's kind of a rough one, and we kind of you know, and then in the back of our minds, we're thinking, all right, well, do we you know think about running to CQ, and it's just it's just not there yet. And March is a tough time to roll the dice in the, dice in the Straits of Juan. If you it is. Yeah, I mean, you may have a decent forecast and you take off and you can get out there. Yeah, yeah. But then if you're, you know, you got a couple day window there where the weather could go south on you and then trying to get back could be what, a real bugger. What, what goes out must come back. And that's, yeah, our, that's our buddy, our buddy uh, Jeff Lalone and, and uh, John Martinez, they're, they're chomping at the oh, bit. Yeah. They want to fish, man. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, I've been talking to them all week, and and they want to run to CQ. Yep, and they wanted me to run out with them, um, but I I got some work stuff yeah. I got to handle, and and I'm just looking at the forecast, going, oh, boy, <laughs> and and you know Jeff's got a really nice he boat, does, but nice, he does not have the Sea Beast, um, he, and he doesn't have he's I got one, I don't I, know he I, does he have a heater? You, have, we have two. He does. He does. He does have, he a, heater. Does have a heater. Okay. The problem is it's that so. Grady White guys, they use the term Eisenglass. 
Eisenglass is the clear canvas, mm-hmm. right? And it would just cracks me up, right? It's like like it like it's some Buck Rogers space age material that yeah. keeps you warm and comfortable, and it really does neither, right? And so, so we we have one more heater than he does, but we also have a back door, and it's yeah. that back door we have an can, enclosed yeah. aluminum cab <laughs> and, on the boat, yeah, and there's and, and of course uh, with the thermostat with the Wallace heaters, thanks thanks to Scan Marine, of yes. course they do such a great job. And uh, so it's it's a much more comfortable ride, and and, and the seating is it's so so we're 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 contemplating that run, but we're just we're just not ready to quite make it yet. Um, but guys that are out CQ today, keep in mind this being the second Saturday in March, Black Rocks and Lincoln are now in play. Joey, they Pye. are. Yeah, I got to. I have to run out there and, and run some bait. So uh, oh. I'm gonna. Poor you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually going to jump on on Monday with our buddy Matt Chandler nice. from Get Hook Northwest. He's out there doing some some uh, some fishing and poking around. And he said, "Hey, if if you're out here on Monday, he's got to come home. So we're going to run out there and and look. Here's the thing about these early this early opener for Lincoln. They haven't seen anything. No. There's a whole bunch of them. Yep. They're easy to catch. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have to work real hard if you can get out there and, and if you make the trip out and and I. You know, you think about guys who travel out there and they're out there after their one blackmouth. Well, you get to go out there and get two lings, any size, and a bunch of rock fish. Half a dozen, you get six black rocks, five. Uh, I think five. Five black rocks. Yeah, yeah. and and um, and man, you come home with a bunch of white meat, and that I mean. Oh, so we started talking, um, and you you made these last year out at Pete's place. These fish these fish packets. Robbo put this up on his Instagram last year. Where you, you take some foil and you put uh, like bok choy down in the bottom of the foil, mm-hmm. then you put rice in there, and then you put um, you know a, p- a piece of black rockfish or a piece of ling, and you you some green onion on top of that, and sesame oil, right? Yeah, and you, you like you put a little bit of soy. In it, but, but but there's something about that bok choy and that rice. You, they close this thing up and you put it in the oven for like ten minutes. Yeah, you're just you steaming know? that. You're, yes. you're using the, the oh. you're using the the moisture, you know, the of, moisture the rice. of the rice and the and, vegetables right. to steam that fish, yeah, and it, man, it's, it, they 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 go down real easy. So, and then you, of course, a little soy and a little sesame oil on top of that. So, um, last time um, Jeff Paco was out, he turned me on to this Japanese barbecue sauce. I got to give you. I, I've got I got two two tubes of it. I got to give you one because Kathy and I had some steamed halibut last night on mm-hmm. rice, and I took some of that, and it's just got a little bit of teriyaki twang to it and a little bit of spicy little bit of heat and it's amazing i can't remember the name of it right now but it is it's it's killer on on a seafood on a steamed and it would be perfect on that recipe and you know and and that's a cool thing about that but that white meat though you know talking again speaking about black rockfish lingcod halibut all that kind of stuff is is it lends itself to that that type of little bit of Spicy vegetables, maybe a little bit of ginger, but but serving it on rice with a little bit of soy or a little bit of something else is just absolutely. Phenomenal. And if you do it fresh, those yeah, black rocks, fresh, fresh, I'd, fresh, fresh. I'm, fresh, I'm fresh, already fresh. planning my my dinners, like yeah. three or four of them in a row with that with those black well, rocks. Well, you got it, man. You got to eat those things fresh. There's just no question about it. We have a great show for you. Speaking of fresh, the Trout Whisperer, Dave Johnson of Kitsap Marina. He is uh, he's our man with his boots on the ground at Pacific uh, Fisheries Management Council. Also known as the PFMC where the ocean options came out this week and of course we can't we can't craft our inside fisheries before our outside fisheries actually take place and and that's what they do at, at PFMC so 
I got to dive on the floor for my. Nelly's dropping drop paperwork all over the place. Well, you know, and we don't have as many papers as we did this time last week when the forecast actually came out. But but our summer options basically. They come out with three options, like a high and a middle and a low. And then every year they choose the middle option, you know, which is fine. I mean, it's conservative, but aggressive enough to keep us on the water seven days a week, which we did last year as well. So this year's middle option specifies 75,000 non-tribal Chinook and 185,000 coho. And that compares last year to only 55,000 Chinook. So there's an extra 20,000 kings on the oceanic table for the for the non-tribal share this year, which is which, which is, doesn't suck, it's great news. Yep, it's great news. So now we've got a chance to do the seven day a week deal. The only thing that that they were really up against in crafting these seasons and and something that's going to going to happen on Tuesday is the Columbia River discussion because the seven day a week fishery that they're talking about right now gets them keeps them under that 38% exploitation rate they need to watch for the for the Thule's which mm-hmm. are the lower columbia the lower columbia wild and hatchery chinook right they they come in kind of ready to pop so so right now what's going to be on the table for buoy 10 is going to be a real similar season structure to what we had last year opening up on August 1st but selectively probably until the 21st right so so you 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 want to kind of watch your time there and the thing of it is, the fishery outside the river mouth last year was automatic, man. It, it I mean, was. it was, it, you know, Ilwaco caught fire in July, and that fire was not extinguished until practically September. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of changed our whole thinking of, really of that did. whole fishery down yeah. there, you know. Yeah. And, and on the days that we can get outside, <laughs> man, we are going outside. And we had some fun days in the river. Oh, the and, river and, is and, amazing, and, and, and the and fishery been, was was yeah. but then, one of the best we've seen since I've been going yeah. down there with you. And, but then Dave Lee comes into town, he goes, yeah, guys, that's cute. Come on, we're going outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was cool, man. It was so much fun. All right. So, so Dave Johnson's going to jump in. We're going to walk through these ocean options, and there's there's some color from the meetings you got to get to, and also he's he's got a couple he's got a couple lakes over on the over on the peninsula that you kind of need to know about Kitsap Lake, and he's got one more, and he's actually going to start to shift around to Kokanee as well. Then a guy that we haven't had on the show in quite some time, and I've always I've always had a lot of respect for Cameron Black. Um, used to be gone catching guide service, and probably still is, still is. But he's one of yep. the addicted guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the addicted guys caught our eye, you know, several years ago and, and obviously caught the market's eyes, too, because they have kind of the whole thing from teaching kids how to do, you know, the ba- te- right down to the basics, the basic. Yeah. Instruction All the way up to some some pretty high level stuff. And also they, they do some product development and, and, and some marketing and all that, too. And they work with like, you know, like us. I mean, they're working with Procure, too, at times. But no, they've got they've got kind of a neat deal going on there. But Cameron is just finishing up Steelhead. We're going to talk a little bit of Columbia River Springer Springers Springers. We're mm-hmm. the spring forward weekend. It's only appropriate. Weekend. And then Kokanee, you know, he, he <clears throat> yeah, does yeah. a lot of Kokanee fishing. The guy is dialed yeah, up yes. there at Merwin. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a real cool lake too. So we're gonna we're gonna cover that. Then um we we had nothing nothing short uh, of a tragedy in, in in the fishing industry or the well in, in the fishing brotherhood, let's say when when UW great Joe Jarzinka lost his life on the Sol duck. You know, he was he horrible was going down tumbling rapids and and in a raft and uh 
you know, nobody really knows what exactly. He was by himself. He was by himself, and and they found his raft again. You know, they're in Tumbling Rapids, and 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 found Joe down there. So there's a GoFundMe that's been set up for Joe Jarzinka, and I would implore you to go give something because Joe uh, was in the middle of a of a business situation that kind of he left his family in a precarious financial situation. So Joe Jarzinka and, and so here to tell us all uh, talk to a, a little bit about that situation is his former teammate and our dear friend Brock Heward's going to jump in at 725. We're also going to talk to talk to Brock about the Peregrine Lodge Father's Day trip. Brock is going to be coming up there with us and bringing um, bringing a guest. Okay. And I started talking to our right, buddy. Come on, who are you bringing? He goes, well, I can't really tell you, Peyton Manning, who he's going to bring, but he goes, no, <laughs> no, no, he, no, it's not. It was a funny conversation. He hasn't really announced, but it, but uh, I, I have an idea who it's going it, to. Is he going to announce here on the show today? I don't know. We're going to we're going to try to pull it out of him. All right, we're going to try to pull it out. Of him. So stay tuned. Rock here is going to be joining us at at Peregrine Lodge. He came up there with us. Uh, Couple years ago to to uh, to Haida Gwaii and, and just had a ball and uh, I think he had us uh, doing a doing a polar bear swim off the back of the lodge at one point didn't he Matthew Yeah yeah but, that seems about right Yeah with no, Brock <laughs> with Brock so so all that and more All right we're gonna pop out here give us ninety seconds load up that text toy eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six That's the text toy powered by Yamaha outboards and also the Reverse Shine Hotline by by Wellcraft Duckworth Give us ninety seconds and we're gonna be right back and tell you why Joey and I kind of did a boat nerd thing this week <laughs> <laughs> right back here on the outdoor line Seattle sports station 710 Seattle sports app from the shining shores of puget sound to your radio this is the outdoor line on seattle sports station welcome back to the outdoor line seattle sports 710 seattle sports app matt nelson behind the glass joey piper to my left i'm uh i'm tom nelson thanks for tuning in this morning pork up and uh and hang out we're gonna uh we're gonna make sure you don't get skunked today okay you know whatever you do and one of the things that, that we did this week, we you know getting ready for the season. We kind of had a shakedown cruise earlier this week, and um, earlier this year we, I, we we installed this siren marine system in the boat, which is um, kind of a passive cellular monitoring system for your boat that 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 is always hooked up to your battery that that just gives that just sucks a little bit of power to run a GPS, and I put a door sensor on there and I put a bilge pump sensor on there. Okay. So I know Joey, I, I'm heading down to the boat, and I know Joey's on there. So I'm so I open up the app and I and I set the phone up there and and I'm watching it and I'm watching it. Boop, then the light well, and, comes on. And and be, so we both have this app on our phone and we're such nerds when it comes to this <laughs> stuff that, you know, I'm just like at home and I'm checking the app, you know, and oh, what's the boat doing? And, you know, obviously the boat's just sitting there. It's not doing much, but we we're liking this whole process of checking in on the boat, knowing, you know, I get to see when Tom's on the boat and he knows. So I, we're headed for the boat and I make sure I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be in, there's no way he's getting there before me. I'm going to be the first one. He's going to see me open the door and then, but it's a, it's a great system. I mean, it's just that peace of mind. It's, and that's what it is. And and then, you know, the other part I like is throughout the season, as we start fishing, you hear guys that are like, oh, we got down to the boat and, the, and my batteries were dead. Yes. And, and yes. you know, I get alerts now. It's It'll pop up and show us where mm-hmm. the bat- our, bat- our voltage, right? It's just, I don't know, for the for the cost of this unit, it's going to save you days on the water. That's And that's the whole thing right there. You hit the nail on the head. If you get down to your boat and your battery's dead, your fishing trip is dead. That's sure. it. And, and we don't have... 
extra days to spare in 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 the current management environment here 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 in Washington or you know Washington Oregon Canada wherever so so what this does and that's how it's built too is is, is peace of mind for for boaters because while the boats in the water you know it everything's on faith you know is your bilge pump going to work is your shore power going to be on so with this monitoring system you you get you can set it up to listen if your bilge pump goes off two times in an hour you can get a text okay if your voltage goes down through for a certain level, boom, you get a text and you can address it, and because you know that that stuff should not be happening. You also get um, a a baseline temperature because all the sensors have kind of a little thermometer in there too. So it's just you know good to know because you don't want it. You don't want to leave your your deck hose on or, or attached where if it's going to freeze and stuff like that. So so go check it out, sirenmarine.com, and it's also available at Three Rivers Marine. It's super, super cool stuff. Um, other things going on, you know, I, I, I hate talking about lawsuits, but we had two significant ones this week, including one having to do with the commission, Joe Pyburn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lorna Smith, you know, our, our commissioner who basically hates us hunters and, and would – much rather we went to a complete non-consumptive uh, state here when it comes to our outdoor adventures. Um, yeah, she, the Sportsman's Alliance dropped yeah. the lawsuit. Sportsman's Alliance filed this week because uh, Commissioner Smith also serves on a Jefferson County Planning Commission. Well, this is in direct violation with state law. I mean, it's absolutely black and white clear. And, you know, Todd Adkins, uh, the VP of Government Affairs and Sports Alliance, he says this lawsuit's the initial step in a long but important process to bring sanity and decency back to wildlife decision-making in Washington. And that's that's just been sadly lacking. I mean, it's a, you know, violation of law. And then um, another positive development on the legal front is Fish Northwest, their, their case was picked up on appeal. They've been granted standing. It's difficult to distill the actual legal point down to a, down to a talking point. But basically, Fish Northwest is arguing that there's a, there's a recovery exploitation rate associated with each one of these fish runs that we're trying to recover, each one of these wild runs. And it's Fish Northwest's contention that this expo- exploitation rate is being exceeded purposefully by the National Marine Fisheries Service. And, and, and National Marine Fisheries Service response to this was not sufficient to keep this from from being appealed, so this is a positive step. They didn't think they were going to get in a, they were going to get picked up for another year. Well, now it looks like next month this thing's going to appeal in Portland. So keep your eye on that. We'll be hearing more about the, more and more about the Fish Northwest issue as we move on through. All right, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break. Our dear friend Dave Johnson, the Trout Whisperer, and our our, our man at the at the Pacific Fisheries Management Council, joining us here next in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line, presented by BOMAC here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station's Paddle Sports app. KitsatMarina.com is the website of our next guest, none other than our dear friend, Dave the Trout Whisperer. Johnson, how you doing, Dave? The the trout must love this time of year when you have to spend most of your time, you know, with the PFMC meetings, and and you give them a little bit of a break because because you, you really you really harass those trout a lot. I've been having fun the last couple of weeks before <laughs> this last seven days of meetings. Yeah, so, getting ready to, for tomorrow morning. All right, so run us through the deal. What is the PFMC? What is their charge, and how do you help them accomplish their mission, Dave Johnson? So I am the Washington sport rep. 
So on Washington State, on the PFMC's Salmon Advisory Subpanel, we have a sport rep, we have a charter boat rep, we have a gillnet rep. And Oregon has the same, and California actually has two sport reps, a charter boat rep and a commercial rep. So anyway, so we meet in March seven, usually six or seven days, quite a long meeting, pretty drawn out. Um, we draft three alternatives and whatever wording, little clarification, whatever wording is in those three options that goes out for public review, then we get to use those to whittle down to one option that meets our conservation objectives in April. So for instance, you know, everybody thinks we always go to option two. A lot of times we're using wording from three um, and maybe attack from two and attack from one and, and so our final option. So TAC is, is an acronym, TAC for total allowable catch. What we're discussing Correct. here are the Chinook and Coho numbers that we can craft our ocean fisheries on. And, and of course, we have to assemble these outside fisheries, Dave, before the inside fisheries can really take shape. Right. And all the models were run on all the, all the three of all alternatives with last year's seasons with this year's abundances. And like you said before, we have to be under the 38% due to the size of the Chinook run this year on exploitation rate on two lease. And alternative two and three are there. Alternative one's a little bit higher, but we still don't know. Um, there's lots of moving parts still. We don't get the Canadian numbers until around April 1st or 2nd. And we start our April meetings down in California on the 1st. And we have to be finalized by the 7th. Um, so that's but, it in a nutshell. I mean, all in all, we're looking pretty good in the ocean, though, right, this year? We're looking very good in the ocean. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to jinx anything, but this <laughs> is going to be the calm before the storm. Oh, yeah. Um, Spring Creek had some issues this year where they had some egg problems and had a huge release of very, very young fish. Um, and that's a big driver. Those are the big biters for the ocean. They're up quite a bit again this year. So that's why our numbers are where they're at again this year, like last year. So, um, and they're a little bit higher this year um, on the Chinook numbers, not on the coho numbers. They're about exactly the same as last year. But Chinook's up a little bit because like last year, we had a issue with the model where they had a timestamp of the mid mid Oregon troll was in, they did some changes on it and had a lot more impacts on Thule's and there was a huge surprise for us in April last year and they couldn't fix it. Well, they worked on it this summer and got it fixed. So we're back to so-called normal, hopefully. And and this is one of the cases where surprises are a really, really bad thing. We're we're, we're talking (laughs) with Dave, the trout whisperer Johnson at kitsapmarina.com this morning, our man on the Pacific Fisheries Management Council. Before we kind of shift off into some, uh, some, some early spring fish opportunities on, on the peninsula. I just want to kind of dive into one more aspect of this. We're seeing a closure um, in the south of Falcon management area where, where they're not going to be able to have any saltwater fisheries in Southern Oregon and Northern California. Correct. From Humbug mountain South, um, there's zero fishing. 
the Klamath River stock and the Sacramento fall fish are way below their escapement goals, even without fishing. They're close to an overfish status on the Klamath. So um, the representatives from those states, you know, it's a it's a hard pill to oh, choose, boy. but I believe they chose the right way. Yeah, you know, they're looking out for the future. Sure, and you and you got to take and a long you have to take a long term look at all these fisheries management. Correct, issues. and their models have been off as much as thirty to forty percent. Um, so they've been fishing on those inflated numbers. Yeah. And now with their low water situations and everything and the water wars they're having down there on who gets the water, uh, it's a, it's a tough fight. Time, and time to pay the know, piper of time to pay the conservation piper. But for, for, from a very selfish viewpoint though, the, the lack of fisheries down there, there was a benefit to us in exploitation rate in some of the of the north of Falcon fisheries. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so we, we'll, we gained some exploitation on the Tuleys, right? Because they're not fishing on them. And and so the view coming into Tuesday's meeting, I, you, I realize you have a meeting tomorrow, but there's a public meeting. Um, that, that you can just jump on wdfw.wa.gov, go to the North of Falcon page, the Columbia River Fisheries Discussion. You can join a Microsoft Teams meeting. That's from 10 to 2, and that's followed the next day. Wednesday is the state, the first statewide North of Falcon, and there ought to be some uh, interesting aspects coming out of there. All right. You, my friend, are torturing the trout over on the peninsula <laughs> with, with, with an eye to a potential uh, new kokanee fishery for you. What's going on over there, buddy? Well, not a new kokanee fishery. It's actually kokanee lake over at Hoodsport. Oh, okay. My apologies. Okay. It's, if anybody ever likes to go trout fishing and wants to go to probably the most beautiful lake next to like Peregrine or something like that, um, kokanee lake over there at Hoodsport is just gorgeous lake. They just stocked it while I was at PFMC, so I'm kind of excited to <laughs> go hammer on some trout over there. But the lake is just gorgeous. There's not a lot of people that fish it. Um, you know, they just stocked Kitsap, but I think I'm going to spend the extra hour in the truck and go over to Hoodsport and enjoy the beauty of Washington state. Yeah. It's, it's a special place, dude. And, and Joey and I have, uh, run the boat down and down to Hood Canal a couple times. And, 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 uh, our, our friend Damon Heward has, has a place down there. Hood Canal, if, if you've never spent any time on it is just an amazing fjord oh it's beautiful and and just absolutely stunningly gorgeous and joey's up joey's looking up the there has to be black tail oh, there. Yeah. there has to be black tail <laughs> there. there has to be you know but but and, and it is you know some of the, some of the best shrimp spots that that i know of up and down the coast british columbia southeast alaska whatever look exactly like hood canal that's why hood canal is such an amazing prawn fishery too but uh, so so, what's going to be your your gear of choice when you get up on Kokanee Lake tomorrow morning? Then, Dave, I am going to be trolling. One side will have a real small spoon on it. Um, I've been using it's a Thomas Buoyant, and it's painted like a rainbow trout. It's mm-hmm. been really deadly lately. Um, we were talking a couple weeks ago. I was out at Tea Lake, and I landed one about four and a half pounds, and one about wow. seven. Jeez. Um, Lost one close to 10 after about 20 minutes of knee shake. And it's like catching a 30-pound king oh, yeah. when you're out there. It's a, it's a lot of fun. There's no prep. Great to get the yeah. kids out. There's nobody out there. Um, it's just very, very relaxing. Well, you and I talked yesterday, and I've, I've got a couple of buddies who, who do quite a bit of winter trout fishing. 
kind of up in my neck of the woods. And it is. It's like it's that kind of the time of year when you can go out there and if you're willing to brave the weather, you kind of have it to yourself. Yeah. And there you go. and right. And, you know, there's nothing better being on a lake full of trout by yourself and the only gear in the water is yours. Yeah. No, I texted some friends and customers of mine the other day that, you know, are older gentlemen retired and don't have internet and told them about Kitsap Lake. And <laughs> they both went there yesterday and they're texting me telling me how it's on fire. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. So are you, are, do you run an electric motor? Are you pulling on I horse? run an electric motor. Okay. Um, I just like it because it's quiet. I've got the gas one on there if I need it. Oh, but yeah. I run an electric motor and ultralight rods with two or four pound test. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have a spoon on one side and a olive and black woolly bugger on the other side with a couple number five split shots about four feet in front of it. And sit back and enjoy a cup of coffee and maybe a big fat cigar. And there we go. So just enjoy life. So now the next time we talk to you, though, probably. I mean, we're looking at T-minus three weeks, and we can go halibut fishing in the Straits. God, it's going to – yeah, and blackmouth fishing. And blackmouth, yeah. So And bass, and, and link cod. Yep, all on, all on yeah. the same day. All on the same day, April 6th, right? April 6th. April yep. 6th. So uh, – catch your trout and brine them up for halibut. Oh, there we go. I was just <laughs> waiting if you were going to say that, dude. It's, I tell you what, though, there is something about – trout and halibut the you can bait those suckers up and brine them up and uh joey joey well, trout are yummy and they, halibut know it yeah they are yeah no question about it so so what so what are you are you gonna is this something you're gonna sneak out to cq you're gonna sneak out to nia bay what what's your what's your deal i'm actually not gonna sneak out because like i said i gotta fly to san oh, you got that's right you has gotta work your your pfm on the 31st right? yes i'm stuck down there from the 31st to the 7th okay He's and, a man uh, in the trench. You are. You are. All yeah. right. Well, we, we appreciate you. has got to do it. Yep. So, well, and we appreciate you doing it. But keep in touch, my there's, friend. It's just not me. There's a lot of guys no, here I in don't. Washington that are fighting for us. You yeah, know, and well, we're a good, we're a really good team. So I got to give the shout outs to them. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Dave Johnson, uh, go check him out. If, uh, if he's not on the water, he's in the store there at kitsapmarina.com. Appreciate your time. Thanks for what you do, Dave. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks, Dave. All right. Now we just got a big shipment of kickers. So if somebody's looking, I've got them. What do you got? What do you got? I got T99s and, uh, Mm -hmm. I got quite a few of them. I think I got 15 of them the other day. So we've got kicker motors. Yeah. Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki. There it is. Kitsapmarina.com. Thank you very much, David. We'll talk to you soon. Later, buddy. Cheers, boys. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break. Come right back. Yeah, for Ray Marine Picks of the Week for Spring Forward Weekend right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. <laughs> Head over to raymarine.com and go download the latest Lighthouse 4 update for Axiom Chart Plotters. It's up to version 4.3 now, and, and what it does is it clarifies your sonar picture. It also takes just fixes some bugs that, that were in the system overall. Lighthouse 4 actually opened up uh, Navionics uh, Sonar Charts Live, which, mm-hmm. which was absolutely amazing. Uh, Sirius XM fish mapping as well. So make sure your unit is running the latest software. I hear some guys, you know, they've got a problem with this, they've got a problem with that. It's just amazing how you can download the latest software 
and you are all good. Now, my personal recommendation is download it on a laptop. Your your connection at your house is the quickest, fastest way to do that. And then burn it on to a mini SD card, which I hate because big, big fingers and those little fingernail chips. And, but, but you and I stuffed those uh, in our units this week. Yep. And 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 the update took just fine, smooth. But uh, and it's th- no different than updating your phone. It's you know, not, you, you, yeah. Over time, they make things better, faster, clean up. You know, your operating system, and it's no different with the Raymarine. And we popped them in there, downloaded it. We also got to go run the boat around and check out what that new uh, sonar module is doing yep, for us. The, and the new CP four seventy sonar wow. module, which impressive, which, it, man. So you know. They do the best they can with built-in sonar units, right? And and so and, and and the performance is really really solid. But when you know we we expect a little higher end performance, and we use high end transducers and everything else, the sonar standalone sonar modules put out more power. There's no question about it, and their signal processing I think is a little more complete because the the picture we're getting now is is a lot cleaner. We can. You know, with a lot of units, you you need to kind of think of sensitivity on on your fish finder as you do squelch on on your on your VHF radio. So you turn your VHF radio on, you know, you hear the static. Turn up the squelch a little bit so you don't hear the static. That static on your sonar shows up as little salt and pepper flecks on mm-hmm. on the screen, right? And so typically, I'll turn that sensitivity up until I see that, then dial it back. The signal coming out of this new sonar module is so clean that we can crank our sensitivity up just about to 100%. And and, and you barely see any oh, any static, yeah. you know, any of those flex on there. And what I noticed was, you know, we had a great picture before where you would see a bait ball and you would see an arch under it or above it. With this, you see a bait ball, but you then also see individual herring around the bait ball you don't just see one dense blob blob. you're seeing the little individual fish outside of the the main school of herring it's and then when you're seeing marks salmon marks they're Mm -hmm. so clean and crisp well and to watch your flasher go around yes it's you know so you know you're seeing everything in the water column at that point and that's where confidence starts and i've said it before confidence kills fish mm-hmm. and, and that's what you you need to 100 know what you're doing and so so it's you know before the season gets going you got to get your boat out you got to get it spring commissioned doing a software update is part of that your electronics need maintenance too and and but but so does the rest of your electrical system too so uh you make, make well, sure and, and the season is going it is I yeah mean, it's, guys it, are out there now we, sure. we have ma4 uh open right now for lingcod and, and rockfish and i know there's guys out there uh i don't i don't know it's is it light out yet um <laughs> it's just get, it's just, getting there it's just yeah oh yeah it's light now so there's guys out there probably have already boated their first lingcod of the day which is awesome uh, I checked in with um, with our buddies over at Moses Lake. I, I checked checked in with Russ Baker. He said Moses Lake was starting to kind of pick up. Guys are catching a few fish over there. So I called over, talked to Nathan LaFrance, and uh, yeah, Moses Lake is starting to get going. Um, they're going to have a little bit of nicer weather coming up here. They're already catching walleye, starting to see a few bass on the lake. Our buddy Austin Moser still roping the yeah, walleye. Man. I'm tired of him sending me pictures of giant <laughs> walleye. He's getting over at Rufus. Um, Lake Washington. Talked to Brad Hole. We had him on a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about the Lake Washington kokanee <laughs> fishery. fishery. Well, that's dude. It's rolling. And and when I talk to 
I talked to my Lake Stevens folks, my Lake Samish, Sammamish. I kind of looking for some kokanee reports. You're on the kokanee circuit. Well, it's it's getting close. You know, last year at this time, we were catching more kokanee locally here. Well, it's um, just, we just, this has just been one yeah. of the coolest, you know, but, January, February, Marches that but we've had. But for whatever reason, Lake Washington, guys are going out there and, and getting limits of nice-sized kokanee. And, and, you know, we were talking about the south end. Now we're hearing not just the south end of the lake. It's kind of spread out. South end, Kirkland, up into the north end. So if you if you want to go chase some kokanee, um, there's not a lot of guys out on the lake no, doing it. For and, sure. And uh, yeah, so there, there's there's stuff to do, man. The cowlets. Uh, talked to Todd Daniels yesterday. Talked to a, a few guides. We heard of a couple really good days down there where guys were were getting you know multiple fish. Um, yesterday was kind of slow. Again, this weather where it's like oh, yeah. cold and warm and cold that affects these steelhead for sure. And uh, Todd had a great day down there, kind of, you know, one of those nice days where the other guys struggled and he had a good day. <laughs> those, but, those, those are called ego boosters. But, and, and they work a little bit, but with the days that that's being done to you hurt more than those feel And there's good. more of those days. Yeah. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah but no that cowlitz is going to heat up here, man, and, and it's kind of the only deal right now in Washington if you want to go so catch a hatchery steelhead. How many more times are we going to fall for the NOAA? WDFW okie doke on the Skagit and Sock. Okay, we're going to open it today. We're, okay, okay, no, we're going to open. No, not really. It's it's like Lucy and the football, right? With Charlie Brown, they just keep they keep on pulling the ball away, dude. So, and the rumors start flying. Oh man, they're yes, going to open it today. Yesterday morning, today. Yeah. and uh, I started calling everybody and trying to track somebody down, official who can who, who can actually tell us really what's going on. And and I know, look, those guys are. They're kind of waiting for that permit to show up, whether right. it showed up yet or not, or what's going on. But the, the expo- we just we just want to get up on the Skagit. The explanation, and fish. the explanation that we got, which kind of makes some sense, is you know there's there's few too many chefs in the kitchen, you know, on this and and on, on this issue in particular, but fisheries management in general. And one of the things that was written into the permit was a power engine ban on on the stream which makes no sense on the Skagit especially since we're going to be we're going to be fishing spring chinook here you know on on that stream as well it, and you 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 need and it's a big muscular river and you need power on that river and for for them to have a version of the permit come out and applying that 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 specifically excluded jet pumps and everything else was just ill-advised well, and, and, and unsafe. And look, you, you got a lot of haters out there who, oh, you who, you know, maybe they just want to go have a peaceful day on the riverbank viewing bald eagles yeah. and taking pictures and they don't want to hear a jet boat running up and down the yeah, river. But I hey, we, we, we matter too. Like, that's what we like to do. We like to go out, run our boat up and down the river yep. and try to, try to catch a beautiful, you know, winter wild steelhead on the yeah. Skagit. We, so like, we like to see a lot why of... Is, why is your activity <laughs> any more important than what we do? We we like to see a lot of the river in a day. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. don't want to just see just a little bit of it. So, uh, okay, 669-793-776. That's the Reverse Giant Hotline by Fred Duckworth, Weldcraft, and uh, also the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. Uh, from the 206, you may already plan to discuss it. What's your recommendation for Area 10 Blackmouth moving forward? Have sublegals always been an issue in this? fishery thanks for the show um the problem is they don't listen to our recommendations and our recommendation is has and will be moving forward do not open this fishery until march in there there is a sliding there is a a a change in abundance between in sublegals 
from the first of the year to summertime. Okay, we see a lot of sublegals from the first of the year, and this is evidenced by the by the test fishing data, evidenced by how fast we ran through our our, our encounters. But we don't encounter these fish in the summertime. So obviously there is a change in abundance. The later we go in the year, there's going to be less sublegals and we can run this fishery longer. Hopefully we'll get this Area 10 fishery opening next March 1st along with CQ. I'm not I'm not saying there's going to be a big effort shift, but at least there's more than one thing to do, right? And and so and if and look, if there's less subs around, yeah. then we're going to get a, a a longer season. We're going to actually maybe make it through March and April and and have a, a good fishery there. And you know, you look at the fisheries that we have, like the the resident coho fishery. If there were a bunch of subs around at that point, which um, there's not, a lot of them have flushed. They're out of here. Uh, they'd be catching tons of them fishing that gear. And, you know, so it just makes sense. The later we can push that fishery, the better. And the weather gets better and this coincides with some kids' spring breaks. And and we want the ability to plan. If, if we know it's going to open on March 1st and we know we're going to have some time, more folks are going to be able to participate in this fishery. And that's what the end game is. Let's get people on the water enjoying Puget Sound. It's just the other day we had on the water this week. Was just you know medicinal to mm-hmm. get out there and get in the light and get in the, get, in the, get on the water. Uh, also from the two hundred six eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six, powered by Yamaha Outboards. Last week the wind and CQ was from the east. The CQ docks are getting hammered and they cleared the docks. So I would trailer out there and leave the three hour runs for better summer runs. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't disagree. It's. Uh, you really got to pick a weather window if you're going to run past Port Angeles and on out to CQ. And uh, and, and that east wind, I mean, if you see an east wind, you know, when the wind is from the east, that's when fishes bite the least, right? It it coincides with a retrograde or, or lowering um, barometric pressure, worsening weather, right? And fish don't like to bite on a dropping barometer, typically. So, so you just got to pick your weather window. And if we see... You know, a high pressure system coming in, yeah. Then that's something that indicates to us that we're going to have some flat water running out. But you got to look at those forecasts a couple of days in advance and get comfortable with a weather app on your phone, and not just a weather app. That windy app. We run the Weather Underground app. We also run the Windy app on our phones. I have four, yeah. I have like four or five weather apps on my phone. And a Tide app. Yeah. And a, yeah. And 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a weather nut. I mean, I know I I drive Kathy nuts. You know, the weather in the evening if if the news comes by, all I, all I, all I really want to watch is the weather, right? And just get a satellite. Well, it's the one. A, it's the one thing as a fisherman, whether you're yeah. fishing on the river or lakes or the saltwater or the ocean, wherever you're fishing. You have to keep track of what's happening with the weather, and guys like us have been doing it for. Yeah. I've been doing it since I was a kid, and Same you've air, been man. probably doing it for many, many years. Yeah. The weather dictates when you get to get on the water. We have a jam-packed hour too. Go check out gonecatching.com. Cameron Black's going to jump in, talk to us about springing forward into some into, into some Chinook. Uh, excuse me, into some springers. Um, and the, the last little bit of steelhead also, and he he's absolutely a kokanee stick. The Northwest Outdoor Report presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. And then, of course, our dear friend Brock Heward talking to us about his teammate Joe Jarzinka, UW, just absolute legend, who lost his life on the Salduck last, last weekend. Go hit the GoFundMe, the Joe Jarzinka GoFundMe. And um, give a little bit. His his family is really really hurt, and so and Brock's also going to talk to us about Father's Day weekend and uh, on the summer solstice with us in Haida Gwaii. All that and a lot more coming at you with the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, Seattle Sports app.